Hey everyone, Nate, Veronica, and Lauren here from Foodies Watching Movies. Make sure to tune in every other Wednesday for a podcast that's got tasty food talk and epic movie discussions right here on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Hungry for more? Go to the Journey Into Comics Network Patreon for early access and exclusive content at patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Trump's back from Asia, and I'm back from Colorado. And one of us didn't make a fool of ourselves. You know what that means? It's time for an all new poor rapport. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 12 of The Poor Rapport. I am your host, Andrew Poor, and I want to thank you for joining me. It's been a crazy week. It's been another week of traveling for me. I've been in Colorado, and I've been doing a lot of work works. I haven't had a chance to explore the city too much. I've finally made uh, the trip out to the Coors Brewery, though, because I'm uh, where I'm working is in Golden, Colorado, and that's the famous place where they make all the Coors products, and that's where they make that's actually where they make Blue Moon, which is separate from the place where I went to the Blue Moon Brewery, which makes basically everything but Belgian White, which is the most popular flavor. The Coors plant being the larger and a giant. I've drove driven past it multiple times, and it just stretches on for miles. I think you would need a shuttle or a car to go from one end to the other to do anything. It's a massive, massive place. And I was went there. I didn't have time to do the tour because I was trying to catch up before my flight out. I wanted to pick up something for my future brother-in-law because I know he really because he really likes Coors Light and those products. So I went in just to use the the gift shop. So I talked to the guy because it's such a popular place for tours. They actually have a parking lot and a shuttle service to take you to the front tour entrance. So kind of go in, and it's like any other. Kind of like a museum you go to where like you go in, they give you a card, and they take your picture, so like at the end you can get your picture in front of something. But it's kind of nice about this place is the next booth you go to, you hand them your ID and you get a green wristband, which gives you one free drink of whatever inside. So if you're, depending on the time of day, if you're in the mood for a drink, you can get it. And But since I was just going to the gift shop, I took it, didn't end up using it though, but kind of got to see a little bit of the kind of interesting stuff of, about the Coors Brewery. I got to see like an old copper kiln and some neat pictures from how it started out when it was just the banquet beer and going upstairs got to see this massive gift shop it's so the size of a department store it had uh merchandise for a ton of different brewery stuff that i like it's not just Coors products or blue moon products but stuff i wasn't expecting like they had like stella cedre stuff they had crispin stuff they had line and google stuff stuff that i didn't really think was made there and it might just be that the overarching brand because it is Miller Coors maybe some Miller products are also made there and not in like Wisconsin but um so that was kind of interesting and got to find some I liked and some stuff I did want wouldn't fit my suitcase if I wanted it to so I couldn't get this giant wooden blue moon sign that because blue moon I think is my I won't call it craft beer because blue moon's not really a craft beer and I'm sure uh Nick over it uh, Bruce with dudes might disagree, but yeah, I think if it's 
really if something that's that well knit it's it's just a should be a domestic beer at that point it's not really a craft or an import but so i got to check that out and i got a few things that ended up working out and i added another shot glass to my collection because i have a little display glass thing with a bunch of shot glasses on it i almost have it full so that means i'll have to get another one or get a bigger one or however i decide to do it but nice little thing and i always like to do it when i travel is i get a shot glass from something either i did when i was traveling or something from a place i went so i have one from colorado and one from the Coors brewery now because i've been through both so kind of nice to get something as a little memento because you can get a t-shirt you can get some article of clothing sorry about that my dog decided to chase my cat to the couch so sorry for that little disruption but like i was saying it's always nice to have a little memento that's fairly permanent because when you have something that's glass or some object it usually holds up better than an article of clothing because you'll wear it you'll wear it a few times it'll wear out and then you'll throw it away give it to goodwill or something along those lines and it doesn't get the same kind of longevity that you get from something like a drinking glass or a object or an ornament or some kind of physical memento so that was kind of neat and it was nice to start off because sometimes you get to go you get to try some of these interesting foods that you don't get to try before but getting always nice to go to a place that you won't really get to see that often and pick up a little something nice for yourself and really kind of spilling off that um when I got back, I was uh, digging through some things. I was looking for those little charge sticks for my cell phone for when I go back, something that'll keep my battery life more up to date. Just when I'm at the airport, I don't have access to an outlet. I'm going to be right back. It looks like my cat's not coming out from the couch. I just want to make sure everything's all right. So just give me one second here and I'll be right back with you. Sorry for the interruption there. Uh, everyone's Everyone's good. Dog's good. Cat's good. All is well. So, back to what I was saying, if I can remember right, was I was kind of wrapping up talking about uh, traveling and always pick up a little something, either from the airport or from someplace you're going to, to kind of keep as a keepsake, if you're that kind of person. I, I am one of those people, I know some people prefer to take pictures or just live in the moment there. And so, yeah, to each their own, that's just something I do and I collect shot glasses from places. I usually either get one from an airport or from a truck stop or from some place that usually has a shot glass because they're a popular collect like a collector thing so they always have it available at most pretty popular places so i guess moving on from that was while i was cleaning out a drawer that had some electronics in it i came across my old zune which didn't work obviously because i think the battery had long since gone dead so i brought it with me when i went to into the office today for work plugged it in let it plug in left it plugged in for quite a few hours and finally got some life out of it and i was just scrolling through looking around it and i noticed that i had five or six playlists that said radio show like one two and three i was like oh which i've talked about this in episode one and a little bit in subsequent episodes was that the poor report when it was originally in went through its on campus at bradley university and i did a lot of kind of random music at a large track between like top 40 to like alternative rock and kind of a bunch of stuff in between and i kind of talk about some random stuff along the way and just went through it back to the music very typical radio show didn't wasn't really like the podcast i have now but it was kind of nice to find these old playlists that i had put together and just to kind of see just kind of look over through the list here some of the ones that were uh that i thought were kind of interesting at the time is that i have 
White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane, which is a very interesting song. I had Scars by Papa Roach in this playlist. I had I'm Just a Kid by Simple Plan. I had Fat Lip by Sum 41. I had Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. I had uh, Over My Head slash Cable Car by The Fray. And then... Yeah, so it was in a couple other songs. The most, like, current song, I think, at the time was uh, In My Head by Jason Derulo. So very interesting, like, selection. Kind of jumps forward and back between, like, more classic music to more current and alternative rock and everything in between. So just kind of my train of thought of something I was going through. And a lot of my other playlists are the same. It seems to always have... A little bit of old stuff, a little bit of new stuff. Like episode two, I had Carry On My Wayward Son and For Whom the Bell Tolls. And then like Billie Jean and Dust in the Wind. And also threw in like All I Do Is Win by uh, DJ Khaled. And then like The Sound of Silence from Simon and Garfield. So it just are really... I just jumped back and forth between the the genres and i'm sure people who listen to it were like what in the world is he doing but it it gave me the courage at the time to do something more interesting and able to put music on that i liked and i'm a very genre hoppy person with music i listen to i'll i can like i'm pretty sure on the zoom here i could shuffle from a top 40 song which i guess top 40 of like 2012 or 2013 but the last time i actually uploaded new music to this to like classic rock to country which is very little country i'm not a huge country person but there's a few songs i do like and everything else kind of in between so yeah it's always nice to see something that kind of brings you back to your past and bring you back to your roots and that's where the poor report started it was stuff i liked and had an interest in and i wanted to just talk about that and share the music i liked and that's kind of how i am with this show this show in my little in my tag on my facebook page on my bumper i say for everything news and topics of personal interest which doesn't mean it's personal interest to like the every man person's personal interest to me so something that i'm i like and this is going to be a little bit music centric of a show today because there's a few topics that the topics like i'm going to talk about there's a few music related topics i think are brought up that kind of tie into what's going on in the in the world today within the entertainment industry within politics that all kind of tie back so it's going to be a little bit more music heavy a lot of it had to go back to when i saw this playlist when i was going through uh my zune which isn't like the original zune it's the 80 gig zune that had the little squircle which is that little square circle thing which is very similar to what they had on one of the older ipods except it was also a touchpad so it was a neat little device, and unfortunately, we all know kind of the way Zune went, but we're probably going to see a Zune resurgence. Like, I could probably could wipe this and sell it on eBay for a little a little something, probably nothing fancy, but I could probably make a little money off it since Guardians of the Galaxy at the end showed a Zune as what uh, people on Earth are listening to, so, or listening to music on, rather, not listening to. So, yeah, definitely a little bit interesting, but yeah. Things you'll find. Also found a, like a really old iPod Touch that doesn't have any music on it. But 
it's just the way things are. And I'm probably going to bring the Zune with me when I get on the airplane again just to listen to old music. Because this is an 80 gig Zune, so it has like 60 gigs of music on it. So, got plenty of options. So, I'm pretty happy with that find. I'm glad it still recharged because for a good hour it was sitting there looking blank before it decided to trigger any kind of activity. So, yeah, definitely happy with that find. Um, and I guess keeping along with the music theme, there's one thing that I've been thinking about ever since I heard this song, which it's been a lot on the radio if you listen to like Top 40 or more current radio stations. And since I don't have like satellite radio, I listen, when I don't listen to like an audiobook or listen to podcasts, I'll usually listen to a Top 40 station um, from the Chicago suburbs. And a song that's come out a lot since I've been traveling is the song Praying by Kesha, which is a very un-Kesha song. It doesn't sound a lot like her bigger, poppier club hits that she's had that kind of a lot of people know her for. It's a very strong ballad and one, and it, it's a really powerful song and it has a lot to do with her own personal feelings on the whole stuff she's gone through in the past couple of years with her music producer who's been, who had some allegations against him and had uh was like verbally abusive and did just unspeakable things to her and the courts were saying they couldn't split up due to contracts and all this stuff and I think she finally got out of it and is now able to tour again and make new music and this was kind of her big hits uh or big post uh event song that's praying and every time I've heard it since all these sexual assault allegations have come out is you could literally take this song you know, like how at the award shows they do that in memoriam section, and like they'll play a, like a pretty like a sweet sad song, and then show pictures, and like like the time of, like they're like not when they died, but like like nineteen forty five to twenty sixteen, like those they do like their their years around, or just even just their picture and name. I can say that this song is so powerful and so fitting that you could put up every picture of someone who's had sexual assault allegations against them from from let's say all the way back from bill cosby through harvey weinstein and kevin spacey all the way up to al franken who's the most recent person who's had allegations against them and jeffrey tambor and roy moore and all of that there's just so much stuff that is come out recently but literally you could take their their faces put kesha's song praying underneath it and i'll kind of i'm not gonna do it justice i'm not gonna sing but one of the lyrics of the song is well you were wrong and now the best is yet to come because i can make it on my own and i don't need you i found a strength i've never known i'll bring thunder i'll bring rain when i'm finished they won't even know your name which is very appropriate a lot of these people who have come forward are really feeling the strength to say what they need to say and the people that have hurt them and have caused them strife for years and just pain and everything are now seeing justice done even though these are allegations we don't know if every single case of this is true when so many people step forward for one person it's hard to ignore and really like the the course of this song is i hope you're somewhere praying I hope your soul is changing. I hope you find your peace falling on your knees. It's just a very powerful song and it's very fitting. And 
I really hope that everyone who's committed these evil acts against some very young, some very impressionable, some people in these underling-level positions or subordinate positions to these people in power, that they get what's due to them. Because really, it doesn't even, they don't need to be convicted of anything. We're so far into this case of public opinion that careers are being ended by allegations, which is kind of a double-edged sword. It's great for those who have slid by for years without any consequences for their actions, but really, we're at the point that all it takes is a couple people to want to ruin someone's life and start those and could they could lose their whole career movie deals tv deals music careers it really could ruin your whole legacy but really with a lot of the people step forward there's not been one person saying this against you there's been many people have come forward multiple cases and that's something you just can't ignore which kind of leads me into something that kind of struck i guess more close to home in uh, a form of entertainment that's pretty close, uh, pretty close to me, something I like. I know a lot of people on the Journey of the Comics Network also enjoy, which is the Arrowverse, the CW shows. It recently came out that the showrunner and like executive producer of a bunch of the CW shows, but specifically the showrunner of Supergirl, Andrew Kreisberg, has had a few allegations against him for sexual misconduct or some saying the wrong thing or really doing things that you shouldn't do when you're in a position of power. And when I first saw it, I was like, that sucks. I know some people thinking maybe this is, maybe these are false allegations. Maybe this isn't true because for the shows on this network, they're all about women's empowerment and standing up to people like this that are, that are doing these out, that are having these allegations against them. And to see something that close to home is really hard, especially on Supergirl, which is, all about that show that's all of these actions to an nth degree and to see it kind of strike i know right after this happened a bunch of people stepped forward i can't remember if i talked about it on episode 11 but a lot of the female stars on the cw as well as like Stephen amell and grant gustin stepped forward and in support of the people on the network the cast the crew standing up for them and giving them more of voice but now, I was really curious, on a recent episode of Fatman on Batman Live with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, they, that topic came up about Andrew Kreisberg. I was really curious to see how both of them reacted to it, because Kevin's directed Super Girl, he's directed Flash, he's had personal conversations with Andrew Kreisberg, and he recently had to deal with the whole thing with Harvey Weinstein, who was the man who kind of made his career what it was in the very beginning by financing his first, by buying his first film, and giving him kind of a leg to stand on and move forward in his career, and even though he doesn't do work with them now, speaking of Harvey Weinstein, it's still something that kind of taints his early work and gives him kind of pain about that, and now it's happening again with something he's done more recently. Like, he just directed an episode of Super Cool, like, like two episodes ago, so something he's very recently seen and worked with, Andrew Kreisberg. So to see, to see this actually be a true instance and to and i'm gonna kind of throw it i kind of took a little bit of the of kevin smith and mark bernardin's talks with the 
the allegations against Andrew Kreisberg, so I'll kind of throw it to them, and then I'll kind of move forward and get off this kind of more sad, somber topic. Now, let's do the not-so-fun stuff. Go ahead. Uh, Last week, two stories broke revolving around the DC Universe, one of them in television, one of them in comics. Uh, um, Let's see. Eddie Braganza, who was a group editor at DC Comics, um, was dismissed for sexual misconduct that had sort of emerged after a BuzzFeed article with four or five women who came forward, named names, and told their stories. Um, And it seems that those events have been going on 10 years ago or so, for about three or four years. Mm. Uh, He had been reprimanded by the company. He had been demoted by the company. He had been promoted by the company. He was moved from New York to L.A. by the company. It seems as if those allegations were, by and large, listened to and then ignored. And then many of those women who both came forward in the BuzzFeed article and some who didn't have found their way out of both DC Comics and comics in general because that experience soured them so much on this thing that we all love. And it's, it's, it's always a shitty fucking story when you hear about stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's oddly, doubly shitty for me because I've known Eddie Brigands for 20 years. We worked at Starlog Magazine together. He was the first person I knew who worked in comics and I thought that that was where I was going to go. Like everybody worked at Starlog, then went to work at DC, except for me, I went to Entertainment Weekly and became a journalist and not a comic book editor. But he called me and offered me static shock when that opportunity came around for me. He, I'm not gonna say he was a friend friend, but we were friendly for certain. Mm-hmm. And then once, it, it, and it feels as if the dudes in comics are either accidentally or sometimes willingly deaf to the, the rumors that you hear in the industry about people like that. But once I did hear, I severed all ties from him. Like I unfriended him, I scrubbed his email, I did all that shit. But it's, it, is, it is a weird thing to know somebody who did reprehensible things, who is being punished for it, absolutely, and it feels as if there should not be a statute of limitations for this kind of activity. You know, and it's, it's, it is just a weird fucking thing to have to reckon with, to have known somebody for that long and not known that this was who they were. You know, and to, to try and, and both hold him accountable for his actions and for his conduct, but still remember that there's a human being there who probably has the potential and capacity to evolve. I'd like to think that everybody can change, that everybody can learn from mistakes and become a better person over time. But you've got to stare that thing in the face and deal with it. And I think that right now is his moment of staring in the face and dealing with it. And I don't know who will be on the other side of it. I, I hope that he's got people near him that will keep him from doing awful things to himself because here's a dude who, yes, did fucking shitty things, but also found out this week that he doesn't have a career anymore. And I can see despair grabbing hold of that really quickly. So I just hope that, that he doesn't do dumb shit, but I hope that he absolutely remembers and reckons with his actions and his, the damage that he's caused. You know, the collateral damage that, that these people might... They don't understand going into it how many people it's going to affect, but it's cascading and all of it's horrible and all of it's bad. And, you know, and then Andrew Kreisberg, the, the showrunner of Supergirl and executive producer of The Flash, was accused by 19 women of, uh, and a couple of dudes of sexual misconduct, of touching inappropriately, of comments that absolutely make it an incredibly inhospitable workplace, to say the least, if not outright threatening. And, and so much of this is about the abuse of power. 
you know, it's, it's, if you are somebody's boss, then they should not be afraid of you. They should not be, nobody should be afraid of anybody, but you have to realize that people are afraid to speak up for fear of their careers, for fear of their potential, for fear of, of, of income, of livelihood. And Andrew Kreisberg has denied, flatly denied. Vehemently denied, according every, to the Variety article. Every accusation, because the, the Variety reporter, Maureen Ryan, had been working on this story for months, and she got 19 different sources, all of which explained what happened to them. And then before they ran the article, because she's a real journalist, they called Andrew Kreisberg and said, we're running this tomorrow, this is my guess, do you want to respond? And his responses were, not how I remember it, never happened, didn't do that, never touched her, never touched him, that's not what I said. And if the, if the beginning of healing both yourself and the community has to begin with staring yourself and your actions in the mirror, he doesn't seem to be there yet. As a result, though, Andrew's been suspended. Yeah, suspended pending review. And I'm back. So now, moving forward away from that kind of more sad topic, I've seen this song in so many trailers for video games and movies and, like, movie trailer song or, like, a TV show or just pretty much a lot, is the song Power by Kanye West. I'm convinced that... That's how Kanye West probably makes all of his money now. This song, you know, it's the no one man should have all that power. I really saw it in a trailer for the video game Assassin's Creed Origins. And I've seen it, I know it got really big play for the movie The Social Network a few years ago. It's such a popular song and it so works in a lot of different things, but it's so overused. I've seen it in a ton of movie trailers, I've seen it in video game trailers now, I've seen it on like TV show like teasers for like a new season or a season finale thing and it's just crazy how much that song gets used but I feel like it's when it's one of those songs that has a bunch of different uses it can get played so many times but it's just ridiculous that we're that's that song that gets played so much you're like okay I get it but it's a really catchy song and but it's just something like come on <laughs> find a better song to use like Assassin's Creed Origins doesn't need the song Power. You could I can't think of a song that you could use in its place, but it's got to be not that hard. And I'm assuming the more this gets played, the price tag for Power probably keeps going up, so you're going to pay a lot more to use it. But we'll see what is coming from that. So I guess those I think my last I have my little rundown of what I wanted to talk about today, and that was like my last big music I want to talk about. Another thing that I talked about that's become kind of a lifesaver while I've been traveling and I don't know if I've talked about it before, which is the TV Time app, which is an app on your phone. It shows up as an icon with a big yellow box with a black T in it. And basically, you open that app, you create an account, and you like you uh, kind of favorite all the shows that you want to keep up with. And after you've done that, you have a list of all the shows, when they air, how many episodes you've seen. So it's like a show like family guy or like say arrow it'll show you you can check that you've watched the first four seasons or the first five seasons and it'll tell you how many you have left and when they air and what's really nice about traveling is that i just go to my checklist and it'll say oh you're two episodes behind on gotham or you're three episodes behind on american horror story or it kind of tells you that so it gives you something it's like a checklist so you're like Oh, I've seen actually seen this episode. And you'll check it off. Like uh, earlier today, when I watched, um, I'm trying to finish 
Marvel's Inhuman, so I have like two episodes left, and I had, so I kind of caught up on that a little bit today. So it's just one thing that you kind of just check off the list. You're like, oh, I've actually seen that, so I can check that off, and then it tells you how many you have left, and it also gives you a hint like, oh, I didn't realize that ABC took a week off, so there's no new shows this week, so I'm good there, or oh, there is no uh, comic book men after Walking Dead this week. I guess I'll have to see it next week. Just stuff like that. That was also a show I'd recommend watching. If you like Kevin Smith or comic books, is to watch comic book men. It's on AMC, and it follows immediately after Walking Dead. And It's had seven seasons now. It's had, I believe, one less than the Walking Dead seasons. Or it's the same amount. I can't exactly remember if Walking Dead's on season eight or season seven. But either way... Definitely both are good shows. And, yeah, it's definitely made my life easier with the amount of shows I like to watch and like to keep up with. And I know I've been slowly working through Stranger Things, and I know that's the journey into comics that just dropped yesterday, which was their Stranger Things big spoiler episode. It had uh, Nate and Kate and Brando and Veronica talking about the full season too, which I guess I'm gonna have to wait a little bit because I don't want to be spoiled because I don't like to be spoiled by TV. I've already been spoiled by Game of Thrones. I wasn't spoiled by Westworld. I don't want to be spoiled by Stranger Things and definitely don't want to be spoiled by Justice League. So hopefully when I see that, I guess tomorrow, um, it'll be kind of going in open-minded and seeing how good or not good or how great uh, Justice League is and might have to watch Batman v Superman and just to kind of refresh myself on what I'm going to see next because Wonder Woman even though it was the most recent DCEU movie it was still a prequel and didn't really tie too much into the events of what we're going to see in Justice League and it could give me a bar to work from if it's as long as it's better than Batman v Superman which in its respect wasn't a bad movie it just was a movie that could have been better so as long as Justice League is better than that I'll probably consider it a win and I guess I really don't want to talk about He Who Must Not Be Named on this episode. So I will end my episode here. A little short episode today. And I'm hopefully going to get back to the longer episodes once I'm done traveling. Which, this rate doesn't seem like it'll be done until January. Probably at the earliest. But I'm going to have a couple weeks off in there. So hopefully I can get some nice good BD episodes. can dive into some more current news stories but um i guess one other thing i kind of want to tease is already kind of made plans for it but episode 13 is going to be a special guest on a special on a couple special topics so i'm just going to say that if you're a flat earther and you're listening to my show you might not want to tune in to episode 13 and that's all i'll say about that so I guess I want to encourage all my listeners to keep up with my social media, which is at the poor report on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media stuff. Um, don't have Snapchat. I don't use anything other than those main three. Um, sorry, my cat is meowing in the background because I think he's hungry. So I'll probably feed him after I'm done recording this. But encourage you to list all the other shows on the network. If there's a show on the network that you haven't seen and kind of want to know what they're about, you can listen to our Best of the Week show, which drops on Sunday, which gives little quick segments of some of the earlier shows, or the shows from that past week, so you can see your 
journey into comics, you can see your poor rapport, you can see your Fui's watching movies or journey into wrestling, you can see your podcastrophe, you can see your uh, voice of survival, you can see your bruise with dudes, you can see all of those shows. And you can also listen to them early by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash journey into comics, which is going to be dropping some... I have had some I have some couple Patreon exclusives on there. I know Journey to Comics has some, but stuff has some. So it's just a chance to get a little bit of extra and you can get them all the episodes early for a dollar a month or you can listen to them or listen to all the special content, all these exclusives for $3 a month. So I encourage you guys to do that if you're really liking what you're hearing because that just makes the life easier for us on a network when we're putting this out. We're not making money off these but making a little money that helps cover our our cost to host and making some more money off that will help us do some more cool stuff for you. So if you like the other shows in the network, I know I try and keep up with all the shows on a weekly basis. So I encourage everyone to keep up with that. And with that, I guess I will sign off and I will see you next week for episode 13. All right, guys. Have a great day.